All right, this is the Yay, I'm Reg Clay. And Norman G. Ah, it's so good to hear that voice again. <laughs> this is the Yay, where we talk about life in the theater and the theater of life. <laughs> we have a fantastic guest. Ron Drell McCormick. Yeah, 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 yeah. Man, Man, I feel good. I feel good. I got my coffee. I'm ready to go. Right on. You are a seasoned actor. You've acted everywhere. I'm looking at your uh, thing on Facebook, and uh, you've been at the San Jose stage. You've been at ACT. Yeah, man. Uh, Sundance Institute. Indeed, indeed. San Francisco Playhouse. Center Rep. Former director at Highway Performance Space. Yeah. You've been doing all sorts of stuff. Man, I've, I've, I've been trying to make my mom proud. That's all I can say. That's fantastic. Hey, it's good to see a black man, you know, hustling and getting it done. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, right on. And we'll talk more about you. Norman, it's been a while. Happy post fourth, and how has you has Tomorrow been your couple is of opening. weeks? Rondrell's in the show. Yeah, Tomorrow right on. Is yeah. Opening. That's right. The two of you on the show. Indeed. Yeah, show. We were talking about that, and I was like, No, no, no. You don't understand. Tomorrow we're open. So after that, they got to talk to us about any more rehearsals. <laughs> it's a big bear to take a show out to the park. Yes, and it takes a lot of putting a lot of moving yeah. pieces. And this together. is as you like it, right? Or as yes. you like it. Yeah. With the SF shakes. Uh, yeah, Shakespeare yeah. in the park. So. We'll be rolling it all summer. <laughs> all summer. So, all summer long. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, no, it's been, it's, it's I, I think I saw you right before I did Eugene O'Neill. I think so, yeah. Yeah, that, it had to be right. because there was no way, oh no, or maybe we set up a Sunday. It was it was before you did the Eugene O'Neill thing okay. because, yeah. So, yeah, my life got crazy. Suddenly I was waking up early, driving out to Danville, which is 25 miles, mm. mm-hmm. then driving 40 miles back into the city trying to get there by a 1 o'clock call. Oh. Mm-hmm. Where other people would actually be called before oh, me. Oh, that's where you I were. Kept, yeah, <laughs> that's like, oh. And I would be exhausted because I'm running a whole summer intensive for high school students. Mm-hmm. I'm in charge of the whole program. I'm trying to get everything together before mm-hmm. I walk out the door and then race over to rehearsals where they're like, you know, I'm just looking at them like, I, I kind of know who I am and what I'm doing, <laughs> but the lines, I, I'm still no, studying. Right on time. Brother. Yeah. Right on time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and again, all these moving pieces. So there were people like, and I just posted today about some of the singers in the show, mm-hmm. you know, because and I posted with links to their music. I want you to know, seriously, these are music people, mm-hmm. but they sing in the show. And the first day, first day Andrea sang, I was like, oh, shit, I hope my scene don't come after that. <laughs> Damn. What the yeah. hell? She's definitely yeah. a monster. Yeah, that should be a treat, you know. um, because you think about Shakespeare, you don't think about a musical, but uh, so that should, it's that should all be wonderful. New music. It, yeah, it's all, new, all music. new music. I think the original play. Well, first of all, as you like it, I think is the original play only has five songs in yeah. it, but yeah. it's the most songs in a in, in a the Shakespeare canon, play, right? Yeah. 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 Um, but then I think we have thirteen, or something 12, like or that, with reprises. Yeah. 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 Nice. Do you have a solo? Yeah, he starts yeah. a song. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because they got mad. He's saying. Um, <laughs> <laughs> one of the characters I'm not going to take all your thunder but one of the characters he plays is Cor- uh, not Corin um, is Oliver, Oliver who shows back up at the end of the play mm-hmm. they gave him a little song there as soon as he sang everybody's like oh the audience is going to be mad <laughs> so we get to hear him a little bit earlier oh nice so, um, I came to the process late okay um, the process where they were already um, right. they had workshop workshops twice. in yeah. Yeah. blah 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 and so yeah. I had a call in LA yeah and um, I was like yeah I would love you know to come up and do as you like it, especially celebrating the um, commemorating my mentor who just passed away, Dennis Krasnick. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, th- I can't think of any any other way better to spend my summer. Yeah. Um, than coming up and, and, and doing a little Shakespeare with some good people. Mm-hmm. And we're here, man, with music from the Kill Banes and Phil Wong. Yeah, like yeah. the music is wow. awesome, fantastic. Wow, that's fantastic. 
Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. It's, it's been exciting. So, yeah, it's been, for me, running, 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 and then finally, two weeks ago yesterday, I was like, mm-hmm. done with the kids. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'd wake up and be like, I don't have to be. Even we had a 10 o'clock call. I was like, Indeed. 10 o'clock, shoot. I'll roll out of bed about 8.30. This is going to be nice. I'll still get to the city. No problem. Mm-hmm. Where nice. before it was 8.30, I was on deck in Danville. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you had a hectic week. I had a hectic week because we had our opening night. So I'm doing sound for um, Heather's. The right. musical, mm. which is based on the 1988 um, movie, movie. Yeah. with uh, starring Christian Slater and Winona Ryder, right, 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 right. about ki- you know high school kids behaving badly right. and there's murders Always. that happened and uh, <laughs> it's really crazy. <laughs> the musical actually treats the the seriousness because it's interesting. The the uh, the, the movie, yeah. <clears throat> the movie really treats. Of course, this is pre Columbine, right. Pre, you right. know, uh, cyber bullying and mm. pre mass shootings or whatever. So, of course, the movie treats it very, very light and not with a lot of the uh, the weight that y- that kids nowadays deal right. with. Right. So, the luckily the musical handles a lot of those deep issues. Like, there's a song, there's a soloist who sings about suicide. Mm. There's a soloist who sings about uh, being, you know, uh, um, a portly girl mm. who isn't popular mm-hmm. and. And so, you know, it treats it with the respect that, that it deserves. But I'll tell you the process. I mean, you know, so Monday we had our load in. Tuesday we had <clears throat> a Q to Q. Well, yeah, you're saying, so this is a Cal Theater. It's a rental yeah. house in the first place. Right, exactly. And these folks are bringing a show in, right. yeah. not giving enough time. Right. Right, exactly. And I don't, you know, listen, Greenhouse Theater and Margot Redford, I think they're doing a fantastic job. And Absolutely. we had a wonderful opening night. I okay. mean, we had a standing ovation. Oh. Um I think it's a little compressed. I think I'm used to, and of course, I'm used to working with actors because we've talked a lot about how actors have day jobs. Right. And you can't, so, you know, the actors who have been working with Heathers have been rehearsing for three weeks right. pretty much every single day, maybe one day off um, during the day. Right. I mean, like, you know, maybe their call is during like uh, 10 in the morning to. Well, they're kids. Yeah, they're kids, them. so they okay. can do that. <laughs> And I'm like, wow, okay, so that is something I'm really not used to because right. usually actors are like, hey, listen, I've got a day job. I've got to right. uh, live in San Francisco. Right. I can't do that. Right. Mm-hmm. And usually it's spaced out like Monday, Wednesday, right. Thursday, Friday, and right. then, you know, and it's in the city. I'm traveling to Mountain View, right. jumping on the Caltrans, <laughs> oh, getting to rehearsal. So, um, but it's been interesting, but it's been a lot of fun. And of course, I'll talk about the show a little bit later on. So, yeah, both of us have been busy, and being busy yeah. is good. And I got to thank you because you gave me an endorsement. Hey, <laughs> yeah, they called asking for a recommendation. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Have you seen the setup at Reg's house? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is yeah. The sound guy. Yes. There you go. Thank you so much. I was worried for a minute because I forgot about that. And mm-hmm. I thought you were. In another music, I'm like, back to back, you crazy. <laughs> yeah. Well, imagine, so I dropped out of doing The Twilight Zone. Imagine oh, if I okay. did Women on the Verge, then The Twilight Zone, then this, yeah. Heathers. Oh, mm-hmm. I was like, wow, this is the Norman G life. This isn't the Reg Clay life. <laughs> Usually you are that busy. <laughs> uh, there you go. There have been tons of current events that's been going yeah. on. Oh, uh, yeah. We could talk about tons and tons of Earth stuff. Right. The earthquake that Man. affected uh, L.A. It's actually three now. Yeah. yeah. Two happened back to back. Right. Um, I just read the news, 7.1. 7.1. Yeah. yeah. yeah so. so this is and a my great time says, for me to be How's your sister? Because my sister lives out in Riverside. And mm. I was like, what? I don't know. And then I looked at the map and went, 
Oh. Oh, how's my sister? That's right up the road. <laughs> yeah. But you haven't heard anything from her. I mean, she's I okay. It. And the way they build, the housing that she lives in, the way they build that housing, you know, all the laws that have come into place in California in the last 30 years yeah. mm-hmm. around earthquakes, they're, they're, you know, she shouldn't have anything to worry about. Yeah. There might be some cracks. Mm-hmm. That'd be the most. Yeah. So and nothing's happened here in the Bay Area, so, so we are one hundred percent good. <coughs> I was, I was, I'm always worried about the what do they call it, the San Andreas Fault, and well, you know. and that's people ask. So yeah. the weirdest thing is it happened so quick they didn't even have chance to get any information. Yeah. So they get the seismologist on. This woman is fielding these questions like y'all are crazy. No, I can't tell you when or what. I can tell you that the San Andreas Fault is four faults away from where this is happening. Mm. So. It is probably not going to affect the San Andreas, but right. your, you know, the odds, the probability, and that's she kept talking. Probability is it's going to be one in ten. She's sounding so serious. We don't know. One in ten. I, I like those odds. One <laughs> in ten sounds cool. <laughs> you have to tell me that normally it's like one in thirty, and then I'll go. Oh, so my odds just tripled mm, again. Okay, mm-hmm. no. Okay, now yeah. I should be worried. <laughs> Yeah, the important thing is California is intact. We're not going to fall into the Pacific Ocean, not just right, yet. We are. I'm getting my kit together. <laughs> I wanted to talk about the um, the debates, the Democratic debates. Kamala Harris and Joe Biden. Y- yeah. y- you heard about the soundbite. Mm, and it's interesting because for those who don't know, so there was an exchange about busing right. back in the, I guess, the 60s. Yep. And Kamala Harris, you know, Biden was and really ma- him. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Biden was making a point. Of course, he's a front runner, so he's he's got a target right. on his back. Mm-hmm. Basically, saying, "Listen, you got to work along party lines. Right. You know, we can't have this bi- you know this partisanism, which is the same argument that Hillary Clinton made right. against Barack Obama back yes. in two thousand eight. Yep. <laughs> Kamala Harris retorts, "Listen, you may talk about working along lines of right. people who don't you don't agree with, but some of the folks you working with." were Stone's Cold segregationists right. who, you know, dealt with busing, and I was a right. byproduct of the busing. Right. She handled it far more eloquently than I can. She did. Yeah. Now, what's fascinating is, I mean, Biden and Obama are friends or, you know, they, right. they right. really helped each other out. Yeah, of course. And it's interesting that the attack that Kamala makes on Biden was something that Obama probably would not have made, although he no. could have. I'm sure he was a product of busing as well. Right. It's just interesting yeah. how the politics has changed so much right. so that at one point a black person running for president needs Biden. Right. And another black person running for president is attacking Biden. Needs to get Biden I, it, out it's, of the it's, way. It's a fantastic book end to how things are. It's amazing. Yeah. Any any thoughts about this? Eee, politics. <laughs> I know you want to get into it. But I mean how go ahead. The debate. No, I, you know, okay, so number one, the debate. I have been avoiding, as I've said, a number sure. of times. I've been avoiding all this crap because I don't want to spend a year yeah. worrying about who we going to elect for president when, and I'm pulling up more and more of the stuff from 2015 because I want people to remember a year before 2016, who was the front runner? Jeb. Yeah, Jeb, Jeb Bush, Bush that's was right. was the front runner. So, and by the time they got anywhere close to yeah. the uh, the convention, yeah. Jeb was gone. Yeah. So, I don't care who the front runner is right now. What I care about is what do you have to say. And, you know, if Biden ends up, I'm, there's a lot of them that are not my favorites for all kinds of things. I'm trying to flip it and be positive about yeah. it. If Biden's the nominee, Biden can get my vote. Go ahead. Oh, I just wanted to say, because I think you, had, you made a valid point. It's interesting yeah. that, you know, because President um, Obama needed 
Biden, you know, yeah. and here we are now. <clears throat> but I think th- the interesting thing is, is generationally yeah. how we plot these things. Yeah. Right. You know, because, you know, now we're talking to a di- different demographic of people. Yeah. Like we're talking right. social media. We're talking all of these factors going even with health. Like, you know, right. yeah. so, like, so it's. It's, it's just a really, really interesting thing how people plot these things now. Right. Yeah. Like, and the information, like, when I was growing up, I, w- I wouldn't have been able to get this information right. if it wasn't coming through the tube or right. on the exactly. radio. Right, So right. right now I'm walking down the street and I'm getting this flood right. of yeah. stuff happening. Blah, yeah. blah, blah, this person, this right, this right. Clip, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Yeah. Exactly. So how the information is traveling, like, it's, it's, just a, it's just a very, very interesting thing for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I find interesting, and you talk about generations, you know, I got the feeling that Obama was still uh, still reaching out to the Generation X, those that still remember, you know, like my family would talk about Dr. Martin Luther King in the 70s because he had just died by the time I was a kid. And so you still had that. It was still fresh. Mm-hmm. Now this younger generation, I mean, we're talking about Black Lives Matters, right. and we're talking about people calling other people, hey, you know, if you worked with, I don't know, right. with a corrupt person or someone who, you know, like your past is being brought up on you, yeah. right. and things that people sort of pushed aside, well, okay, yeah, and, you right. know, I know Clinton, you know, had super predators, and he, right. you know, locked up, you know, folks who... Right. You know, sell drugs and, you know, but that's okay. You know, he's still the black president, blah, blah, blah. Nowadays, that just doesn't happen. So there's a new generation. And Kamala Harris is in tune to that. Right. And although she's not really young, but she's trying to connect to that younger generation. Right. And I think that's the reason. And I'm sure Biden is like, whoa, what what happened? I thought that I had the black community locked up. Right. Right. Because my buddy Obama. He was talking to a different. Well, now what? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And so yeah, it's he's, like, no. he's definitely being old school, mm-hmm. and I don't think old school is going to fly. It's not going to work. Yeah, it didn't work with Hillary. You know, no. Hillary was part of the yeah. old school thought of part of the establishment, and the establishment they're getting kicked in the butt. Yeah. So well, we, I, I look forward to seeing it. But yeah, so I've jumped in now on sure. these things. Like there was a poll, I was avoiding the polls. I'm like, no, I've taken the polls now because I'm gonna say, well, you know, I got to pick off of this whole friggin' phone book of names. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with Andrew Yang. Because he's yeah. pushing for universal mm-hmm. um, income, basic yeah. income. And I'm like, no, I know that ain't going to win. I know that ain't going to win at all. But we are so far out right now. I'm going to say the thing that I think would be most significant. Yeah, yeah. And y'all go ahead and weed out everybody you want to weed out, and then I'll pick a president. And, <laughs> hey, you know, that's interesting. And I had a question for you. Are, do um, I think Norman was saying, are you Drell? Do you call yourself Drell, Ron Drell? All of the above. <laughs> okay, all that's all good. It, the crazy thing is it, – when I hear the names, uh-huh. it, it, they kind of reflect where I knew somebody in life. <laughs> right. <laughs> I know. Like, you know, like like when I go home, I'm little Reggie mm-hmm. I'm for one family. I'm junior out of another family. Right. I'm Reg. Mm-hmm. If it's an ex-girlfriend, I'm Reggie. Uh-huh. <laughs> and if it's, a, if it's a bill collector, I'm the Reginald. La- the ladies <laughs> like Reggie. You know, I'm but, I, but, but I did have a question for you, Drew, but, um, but I wanted to. Oh, shucks. I forgot what I was going to say. Uh, uh, you did. <laughs> um Oh, it's about generational stuff. Well, how are you dealing in, in the age of Trump? I mean, were you surprised when Trump, I mean, what do you think overall yeah. about what's happening? I was absolutely, I was dumbfounded. Surprised. Yeah. Like, I was so surprised when President Trump won. Right? Yeah. Like, I, I was like, and then, as you can see, I, I, I'm yeah. still surprised. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I could not believe it. Um, I just, and I still can't. 
Um, mm-hmm. And so it makes sense to me, like, you know, and, and, I, and I love Kanye West, but um, it makes mm-hmm. sense to me that Kanye is like, well, I'm going to run for president. Right. Because mm-hmm. pre- if right. Donald Trump can run for president, sure. when, I mean, yeah. any, yep. any, anyone Anybody. can. Sure, you know? sure. Um, but I was definitely surprised, and, it, and, it, and it, after it happened, it made me think, who voted for this? Like, yes. who? Yeah, that's who? right. Who? And it was, I st- statistically, I was like, when I found out the majority of the people who voted for him were, were women. Right. Yeah. And I was, I was like, really? Right. Yeah. Really? This guy's yeah. a douchebag, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, really? Yeah. But, um, yeah, like, ugh. And, th- and this entire presidency has been, um, excuse my language, but it's been an absolute shit show. It yeah, I been. hear you. It has been. It has you. You know, it's funny. It's it's interesting. So uh, when I had to compose these, I don't know if you listened to uh-huh. the last podcast. No, but I was breathing. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It's fine. It's all good. I mean, we're all busy. But I had um, our, our youngest members of the yay on, mm-hmm. Isabella and Gianna Capozzi, and her mother came, their mother right, came along. Yeah. And These teenagers yeah. that were in the uh, musical that he was in, women. Okay. Of, yeah, women on the verge of nervous breakdown. breakdown. So, any case, and they were swings on the show, right? They were they were doing the same role. No, no, no. They were both on oh, stage at the same time. So, um, but it was interesting because you know they're they didn't straight out say it, but I knew that they. Well, I mean the kids, but I'm sure the mother was very conservative and sure. had spent in and out of her time living in Italy, but also in the United States. Uh, and when I talked okay. about politics, you know how I am. I tried sure. to bring out you folks. Wanna, you wanna know. <laughs> um, they were like, you know, we really don't talk about politics. And boom, that was the end of the conversation. I was uh-huh. like, okay, that's fine. And usually that's a whistle for, you right. know, like. Um, not comfortable. Yeah, not comfortable. So I was like, okay, that's fine. But as far as the women are concerned, you know, it's, it's interesting. We've had a lot of women on. Of course, we're in the Bay Area. We're in the bubble. Right. And women are like, oh, my God, he's so offensive. Right. But I tell you, there's some women. I'm, I don't know if they're the June Cleaver, you know, type <laughs> women who are like, hey, listen, we have an understanding of what it is, you know, to be a man. And, you right. know, right. and Donald Trump strikes me as a father figure. Right. It's like when when dad says something. You do it. Mm. You may not hate. Mm-hmm. And there's some households. I mean, yeah. I grew up in a household where my dad would, you know, would engage in a conversation. Right. I mean, we still respected him, but he still wanted to hear what we had to mm-hmm. say and we could disagree. Right. And that made for a healthy household. Right. But there's some families where, you know, I'm the father. I say what I that's go. Law, shut right? your mouth. That's and law. boom, that's it. Yeah. Did you have, did you, was your dad that way? We'll get into an origin story, too. Man, interestingly enough, my, my dad is more... Um, he has the gift of gab, so he he, he enjoys the art of conversation. Okay. Right on, you know. So yeah, like, that's how it should um, be. And but I've I've definitely been in the household. Like I had I have an uncle, and he's one of my favorite uncles. But he's a military guy, mm. and so like when he speaks, that's it. That is law, right, right? And that's the way it is, and that's how. And I spent a lot of time with this uncle growing up, mm-hmm. um, and so a lot of the things how I am. I mean, he, when I was young, he used to have this thing he used to say all the time: decent and in order. So oh. everything that I do as an adult, it has to be decent mm. and in order. Mm. When I make up the bed, decent right. and in order. Like, so yeah. like everything kind of like falls from that from that place. But my mm. own pops, yeah, my my dad, man, he's he's a funny guy. He, he likes mm-hmm. to talk. He likes to joke. He likes yeah. to. So like for someone to sit in his presence and be quiet, like it would make him nervous probably. Huh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I think that makes for a healthy, balanced uh, Absolutely. family. Absolutely. And, uh, but I understand some of these folks who respect order. And they value order right. more yeah. than independence, well, yeah. in, in my opinion. So yeah. I think mm. that's that's his groundswell. I mean, the folks that came to the Fourth of July to celebrate this overly folks. militaristic, mm. 
Yeah. Oh, those the three pictures, books, yeah. Those pictures are great. <laughs> There's a whole lot of empty. Oh, really? Yeah, a whole lot of empty seats. A whole Because they also set it up so that there was a VIP section, which meant the big crowd, as big, and it wasn't that big, was farther out. And once it started raining, people were like, oh, you know, I can't barely see what's going on. I'm out. Yeah, yeah, there was, you go. It was, it was gross. So, in any case, okay, let's get to our origin story. Rondrell yeah. McCormick. Um, it sounds like you grew up in L.A. Did you? No. Okay. You grew up in, <laughs> up in the South, man. Oh, okay. I grew up in North Carolina. Wow, North Carolina, right yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a North Carolina boy. Raleigh, uh, Charlotte. Almost. Long okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the South, South, where yeah. like, I tell people all the time, um, North Carolina is very progressive. I mean, we have the great right. colleges, UNC yep. Chapel Hill, Duke. Uh, my own alma mater, A and T. Um, well, let me, North Carolina Agriculture and Technical State University. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. But A and T, Wake Forest, NC State. Yeah. Like we have all the great colleges, and so it's progressive in that way. Right. But where I come from, mm-hmm. it's it's more backwoods, and you know, you can have. I was telling um, Michael and I cast. He plays mm-hmm. the lead. Or, I mean, uh, Orlando. Right. Um, and I was telling him, I was like, you know, we could have a parade mm-hmm. for the 4th of July, and then at the tail end of the parade, it might be another parade oh. with white masks and oh. hoods. <coughs> and blah, blah. But these those things definitely still exist. As right. soon as President Trump became president, mm-hmm. they were out right. rallying. Wow, wow. So it's like those things exist where I'm from. You know, it's funny because you, you I, I read history books, and you're like, okay, well, that uh, thing's happened in the 1920s or the right, 30s, right. and you don't think that it happens. And, of course... They're not publicized, but you're saying it happens even now. Absolutely, man. Wow. When I look into my grandmother's eyes, like she still has a certain fear mm-hmm. about her. My even my mother, who was very, very progressive, she's a teacher, um, and a pastor, and, and like when she even talks about like segregation and racism and prejudices, yeah, like she still has a certain like she. It's uneasy because they. I mean, not yeah. saying that we're not growing up in it right now, like, sure. it, but they were like in it in it yeah so, i hear like, you i hear you it's, it's it's hard it's hard man wow siblings oh yes i have um this is we were having this conversation <laughs> just yesterday this is an interesting conversation for me yeah so i have i have a sister keishel um for my mom and yeah then i have two sisters and a possible okay i hear two you have sisters and a possible yeah because your dad you know yeah probably moved was on. rolling stone yeah yeah <laughs> no, I, I, I hear that how did you get into theater? Were you in theater when you were a kid? Yeah, um, it started. I, I started off modeling um, at a young age. Um, right on. And um, when I was in high school, um, I played sports. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. but on the other side of me, I was in chorus. I was I was all because I'm, I'm a PK. Yeah. Um, so everything kind of centered itself around music at first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my mom's a singer. That's how I got my name. My dad's name is Ronnie, and uh, my mom's favorite singer, Barbara Mandrell. Yeah. Oh, and nice. So, uh huh. Um, so when I got to high school, my friend William Trice, uh, he was a senior in high school, and I was a freshman. He was just like, man, I think you would be great. For, I'm, I'm, I'm auditioning for this play. I've been doing it for four years. Not the play, but the, the situation. Right, yeah. mm-hmm. And he was like, I think you would be great for it. And we auditioned for Guys and Dolls. Mm. And um, I, 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 didn't, I didn't know what I was doing. Well, I didn't think I knew what I was right. doing. Um, and I got cast as one of the leads. Nice. How old were you? Um, I, oof, what is that? Freshman year? That's oh, like 14? 14? 14, wow. 14. No, that's fantastic. 14-year-old Nicely yeah. Nicely Johnson. Oh, nice. Nice. 
<laughs> not too shabby, not too shabby. But I was, I mean, it was all county, so all of the county high schools, the best of the best of the best, mm-hmm. like were, they were all in it, and um, it was just good, man, to rock with everybody. Yeah. In that way. Yeah. Like, it was. It was, and it's still till this day. It's still my favorite musical, Guys and Dolls. It's a great musical. Yeah. Yeah. The Roaring Twenties, right? With yeah. the zoot suits uh, and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Prohibition. Right, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. No, I love that era. Yeah. No, that's fantastic. Now, when you – it sounds like you were in an arts high school. Did you learn the, about the arts in high school? Well, or? it actually wasn't. Um, it was a very, very, very prejudiced high school. Mm. Um, <laughs> um, I, I went to high school in a place in a town called Pembroke. Okay. Um, it's a town of UNCP. And in that area, there's a, um, a group of Native Americans by the – they're Lumbee oh. Indians. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, and my high school was 80%, like 80% Lumbee Indian, oh, like maybe 10% African American, uh-huh. like, like 10% huh. like mm-hmm. other. Yeah. Um, so there were a lot of, um, there, it was, uh, it was, it was more like town, just prejudice all around. Yeah. Um, so there was, it was a lot of riots that happened wow. when I was in high school, mm-hmm. but it was so interesting because I, I was friends with everybody. So uh-huh. like, I, I, it always threw me off guard to see like friends of mine, like mm. fighting each other. It was right. just very, very, it was hard for me. What a shame. Um, but that's, I mean, that's the culture that even now, like yeah. it's very, very separate. Uh-huh. Um, mm. There's this place called Max, and there's a place called Pembroke, and they just really don't gel. Yes. They don't. Yeah. I mean, just yeah, how I it hear is. you. Did you go to college? Yeah, I did. North Carolina A&T State, man. Oh, that's oh, right. Yeah. You were telling us that. Yeah. And HBCU, did you, man. Yeah, did yeah. you study uh, theater? I did. I did. Okay. I studied theater. Um, I was a directing um, concentration uh-huh. under my mentor, Miller Lucky Jr., mm-hmm. uh, who's still, he, he's trying to come from North Carolina to see As You Like Yay, It. Yeah, right um, on. Yeah. But yeah, I, I did that, which was absolutely amazing. I got all of the um, informative stuff because mm-hmm. it's a BFA, so you're just kind of like studying mm-hmm. everything. But I was literally lucky shadow. Yeah. Everything. I learned a lot. Well, my favorite director is Butowski, so oh. all of, a lot of this how I direct Very comes from right, right, right. It comes from Butowski. Gr- yeah. Which is funny. The way I actually met him was I was directing a piece for Playground. Um, Rondrell's piece was coming in the room next, and the first thing he did is walk in and said, "Y'all know, the, y'all know the drill. Get everything out of this room. <laughs> T- tables, chairs, everything out of this room." Is that right? Like, yeah. Blake okay, Canvas. y'all about to work. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Norman and I were talking about directors. So there's one director that I know that I have great respect for. She'll have everything blocked immediately before even the cast comes in. She's like, "Listen, I've got it all in my mind. Here, do this, do that, do this, do that." Mm-hmm. And if you are motivated to do something different, then go for it. Do it. I have another director who's like, listen, I don't have anything on my mind. You guys just go, and we'll set it, you know, mm-hmm. whenever. What's your style? I think it's more the, the latter. Like, okay. I, 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 I look at, of course, I study the script and because I'm an actor, too. I'm a right. fan actor. Yeah. So I look at the script, and I have, you know, what I think things are. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely blank canvas. It's like, you know. You've been sitting with this character from being cast for forever, mm-hmm. and I want to see your version mm-hmm. of what that character is, not Rodrell's version. I mean, right. we're going to shape the performance, and we're going to blah, blah, blah. going to add the technical elements. But, like, mm-hmm. I, I just want to see what they're bringing to the table mm-hmm. and how we can make this happen as a collective. Yeah. Yeah. Because the ensemble, to me, coming from ACT, 
um, I, I had it was seventeen of us. Yeah. And at the time, we only did plays with our class, so it was it was a, right. it was an, an, it was an ensemble of seventeen people. So I'm really really interested. And even when I was in um, undergrad, like man, I, I was talking to um, I don't know if you know, know Zanya Johnson. Beast of a singer. She mm-hmm. did Lights Out in L.A. with Coleman. <coughs> like she's a beast. Oh. Of, she like it was crazy. We were in. We was in the play and like, Dulé Hill is doing his thing, tapping his gnat, you know. Yeah. And then Zonia comes out and she gets a standing ovation off her first song. Like, wow! 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 <laughs> so, but we used to sit around and um, Crosby Two Hundred Seven, man, and we would just jam. Mm-hmm. We just jam, make beats up, and somebody might get up and do a monologue. It could be like some hip hop beat, and somebody yeah. might get up and do Julius Caesar uh-huh. in wow, the midst of that. So wow, I come wow. from that ensemble-driven element. Sure. Yeah. So to get to grad school, and we're working in an ensemble setting. Yeah. Like it just kind of for me it fuels it fuels the work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like as a director, being in LA, it always starts there. Mm-hmm. Like I never like I, I get bored. I mean I'm, I'm an Aquarius, so like. Mm-hmm. I don't like to be boxed, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've dated a few Aquarians, so, so um, yeah, I don't like to be boxed. So the traditional ways of doing stuff, I kind of always like, kind of like bump up against those. Yeah, um, and you know, but sometimes I come back to them because I feel like they, they work. Like when I did my reading for right. Playground, yeah, like I literally had my actors sit up, yeah. on stage with the. With the, know, with, yeah. with the scripts, with the scripts, yeah. I'm like, it's simple. It's simple because mm-hmm. we want to hear a play, right? Yeah. You know, like right. you know, everybody now wants to like, oh, we're going to move around with the script. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, oh, I'm judging, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, why does <coughs> acting over there? Why is it blah blah blah? Right. I'm not yes, hearing exactly. anything that's happening, yeah. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. yeah, I can't, you know, move around. We talked about this with the Playwright Center, where right. you know they they have this showcase that they do for new works, and right. everyone has a script in their hands. Yet they want us to do blocking. It's like, listen, you know. If I'm not off book, and if I don't have right. the ability to be off book, right. I don't want to really want to move. Right, right. Just so, let me be. Yeah. Let me be. Right. Great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let so, me be. So, great. what brought you to the West Coast? Grad school. Right um, on. Yeah, man. Uh, when I was coming out of A&T, um, I, I took a few years off. Interestingly enough, Norm doesn't know this. Uh, mm-hmm. Interestingly enough, I did dinner theater. Mm-hmm. Um, I hated it. <laughs> 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 Talking yeah. about traditional, and that's and that's how Jack Willis and I we got close because he used to do dinner theater way back in the day. Okay, and so when we had that conversation. He was just like, "What?" I was oh, like, goodness. "Yeah, man." I now was it still in North Carolina when you yeah, were doing dinner? Okay, um, yeah, still in North Carolina. Yeah, um, but I f- I found some amazing plays because it, because it's deep south, you know, right. Anglo-Saxons want to see you know more of the older older. Sure black musical so i got a chance to do like mahalia you know interesting. that's never done now right, you know yeah. and i got a chance because i didn't know her plight i didn't know her story i didn't know mm-hmm. i mean i would hear her from my grandma you mm-hmm. know growing up but i didn't know the name i just right. knew the song right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um right you know and then I, I had opportunity to play thomas dorsey who i didn't i didn't know who this person yeah. was so it's just like it's fascinating that you mentioned that older white folks in there wanted to hear well, yeah, but that's the tradition. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right. They want to hit that old. I don't, I don't, know, I don't know if that's good or bad. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah, right. yeah. That's true. And you know, so it was, it, it was for me, it was a gig, but it was, it was transitioning, transitioning into, you know, me getting to where I wanted to get to. Mm-hmm. Sure, I knew that wasn't going to be North Carolina, but I didn't know if I wanted to go to New York right. or whatever. I, but it, the goal was always film and television. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. sure. Um, so I got into ACT, um, and it was the best decision I've ever made in my life. One of yeah. the best decisions. 
Um, and coming to San Francisco, man, I, it changed me so much. And into mm. into like when I go back to undergrad, sometime when people would, like walk up on me, yeah, they hold me to the version of an older self. Sure, mm. um, I wasn't mm. the most pleasant person to be around. Uh. I'll admit it, just like Oliver. Yeah, you know, I wasn't the most pleasant person. <laughs> well, I'm sure to be you're around. a product of your environment, True. right? Right, you know, right. It was, it was that much aggression. No matter how wonderful you were, you got along with everyone. Exactly. But still, Excellent. you do exactly. what you do to survive, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, and so, being an ANT man, it was, it was it was very hard for me because I I wasn't the favorite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was very I was very raw and real and edgy in mm-hmm. my acting, and just like my mentor was when he was there. Okay. So it was just I I really clung to him because I learned so much from mm-hmm. Lucky. Mm-hmm. Um. And yeah, man. So it, that brought me over to San Francisco, and yeah. I didn't realize. Now, coming to a, coming to San Francisco, storming through the streets as an East Coast person, right. everybody's walking slow and just right. kind of like, Yo, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and I'm like storming through Union yeah. Square. Right. Like, yeah. See, I'm from, I'm from Washington D.C. <laughs> and I went to school in New York, so I know exactly what you're talking <laughs> like, about. Go ahead. Know? And um, but it wasn't until my second year when I that's when I realized. Oh shit! I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. Uh-huh. Uh. I got to ACT my first year. Then Janet Zarish comes over from NYU because NYU they audition their people at ACT mm-hmm. for grad school, and I still was going to audition for NYU again because I really wanted to be at NYU, or at least sure. I thought I did. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And so I was like, um, I was like, I'm going to audition again. I'm going to go to callback weekend again. I'm going to do it all again and mm-hmm. see what happens. Mm-hmm. And she comes through the doors. And she's like, Rondrell. And I'm like, you remember me? She was like, yeah, we love you. And she was like, perfect. You're at ACT. This is exactly where you need to be. Uh-huh. And I'm looking at her like, nah, I'm about to audition for you guys again. And mm-hmm. see if I can't get back to New York where my family is. You know? Yeah. Uh, right. And so um, I, di- I didn't. But my second year, I remember waking up one morning. We had a master class with the amazing David Shiner. Mm. Uh, was mm-hmm. Bill Irwin's like straight man? Yeah. Wow! Yeah. And so, um, and I was hesitant. This is second year, so we, we, our workload is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, "It's class, you know." Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I went anyway, uh, and I, we had a blast. Mm-hmm. It was an amazing master class. Uh-huh. Right after that, we go to cold reading class with Stephen Ethan Jones, who's right. my mentor as well, Sag. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're inside his class, um, and one of my friends, she comes up from downstairs. She's like, she's like, Stephen, you have someone who's waiting outside for you. So Sage pauses class. And right. He sends us on a five-minute break. So we go on a five-minute break. The next thing I know, Sage is walking back upstairs, and he has this person with him. And I look. I was like, yo, that looks like. Then Sage and dude walks by me, and dude is like, hey, what's up, man? And I was like. Right, mm-hmm. Denzel Washington. Wow, uh-huh. oh. ain't that amazing? <laughs> ain't that amazing? Wow. So, and I mean, my entire career, I, I've studied him. Like, mm-hmm. I oh. used to try to be Denzel Washington. Yeah, like my approach was just like his, and then yeah. I found my own voice. Yeah, right? but um, hmm. yeah, but that that day was so special. And my classmates, they left a seat for me right beside him. And I sat beside him. We talked. And I asked him. And I was the entire time throughout my entire co-reading class with him and Sadie, like They were co-teaching. Right. And I was like, yo, I have to ask a question that's going to stand out that nobody has ever asked. And I was like, now I know everything about this human. Okay. You know, every, and yeah. I'm like, uh, yeah. and so I'm going through, like, clips in my head. Like, right. oh, somebody's already asked that. Boom. Right. Somebody already asked that. Right. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. And I was like, and I, and I asked him a question. And he sat up. And looked at me. He was like, 
how do you know that? Uh. <laughs> I asked him about a film that he did that no one knows of. It's a film called For Queen and Country. Mm. He shot it in England. Mm-hmm. And he went over there. And so I asked him in the process when he was shooting for Queen and Country, because, he, I mean, obviously he had to do an English accent right. because yeah. it's a British film. Yeah. Um, I was like, when the I, was like, I heard you talk about once that a family put you up. How was that going from New York mm-hmm. into England and, and staying with the family and not being and being away from? Wow, family? that's amazing. And, yeah. and he yeah. was looking at me like, and so <laughs> like, because you know, like I I, I had to dig deep. Sure. Like, yeah, I had yeah, to yeah, dig yeah. deep for that. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah. And he was just like then after class, I was talking to him and Saj and this other actor. His name is XL. Mm-hmm. And Denzel looks at me and gives me a handshake. And, like, you know, somebody gives you a handshake, you, like, do a handshake, and then you right. let your hands go. And right, you right, yeah. But, no, like, I was trying to let my hands go. He wouldn't, like, mm-hmm. let yeah, me go. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. then he just looked at, like, he looked into my soul. And he was like, you're going to be all right. Mm-hmm. He was like, you're going to be all right. Mm-hmm. He was like, I, I, I see it all. Mm-hmm. Was, I was like, I, he was like, I see, wow. I, I see the questioning. Wow. I see. He was like, you're yeah. going to be all right. Yeah. And then at that moment, I knew. Mm. I was exactly where God wanted yeah. me. That those days, those moments of affirmations are just fantastic. Yeah. I've I never had an affirmation like that, yeah. but mm. I remember um, who was the guy? Um, oh shucks, Paul Warfield. Is it uh-huh. Paul Warfield? No, Paul Winfield. Winfield, yeah. He came to my class. I went to Duke Ellington School of the Arts in oh. the D.C. Yeah, and um, and I asked him because I was like, listen, what if we do all this work? And we're never discovered, and we never make it or whatever. Uh-huh. And he was like, you don't have to worry about that. You have to worry about when you get the call, will you be ready? Mm. Right. And that was the thing that was like a nail that I could mm-hmm. hang my hat on mm-hmm. uh, because he was just so confident. Listen, you guys will make it. There will be times mm-hmm. where you'll be on a stage. It may be the crappiest stage you'll be on. Right. But someone's going to be in that audience, or so someone who you're going to work with will, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. You'll right. make those right. connections. question is, will you be ready? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Have you had those? Affirm- have you had one of those affirmating I, I moments? Can't think of, I, you know what? I've gotten more times, and I've tried. I still am learning the lesson of when somebody makes an offer to you, don't say no. Yeah. <laughs> you know, let them say no. Mm-hmm. And too many times, even last time, ACT other generals and I went and I auditioned, and the lady was like. Do they know about you? Cal Shakes is looking for somebody right now. And I was like, well, I already got a summer commitment. And I walked out and went, why did I say that? <laughs> <laughs> Let the lady offer you whatever she wants to offer you. Just say yes, mm-hmm. and then you can tell them it's complicated. And if they say no, And that's no so problem. interesting. It's so beautiful that you say that because it's a reason. Those things, that catalyst is the reason why we have books like the year of yes from Shonda Rhimes. Mm-hmm. Like, right. it's, yeah. it's something about, it's something in the yes that is just so pure. Yeah. Like, and it's p- so positive. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes, you know, as an Aquarius, when you hit no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? I had one girlfriend. Many mentioned that you were Aquarian. Aquarians can be very feisty. I mean, you know, they're very mm-hmm. driven, but yeah. they can mm-hmm. be very feisty if they don't hear what they want to hear. Right. Yes. But they are driven. Right. Uh-huh. And right. so right. that's <laughs> that's what it reminds me of. Well, uh, it sounds like the ACT experience was fantastic oh, for you. It was, it, was, it was amazing. I learned so many things. I made so many mistakes. But that's yeah, the place that's to do how it. you learn. <laughs> and I'm t- when I say mistakes, I'm talking about big mistakes. Uh-huh. I'm talking mm-hmm. about 
rubbing the wrong people the wrong way. Right. Sure. Like, right. And it's just like, well, my heart sits, you know, as a, like as a PK on my mom's son. I would yeah. never intentionally want to hurt someone yeah. or offend someone. That's mm-hmm. not where I come from. Yeah. Um, but I, man, I did so much offending when I first got to ACT. Mm-hmm. As a first year, I, I sent, you know, the artistic director a note that right. was like so off kilter mm-hmm. that it was yeah. just like Sag and Gregory Wallace. Uh, <laughs> I can mm-hmm. see them today. They called me into a room. Mm-hmm. And man, there I walk into the room and they're like sobbing, crying, mm-hmm. laughing. They're laughing so hard, like their mm-hmm. faces are so red at me in this letter that they're like, "What were you thinking?" Yeah. <laughs> like, but like these are the lessons that I had to learn there, and mm-hmm. the lesson. But I, I, you know, with San Francisco, thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, with San Francisco, like I think the city more than anything, the love, how much love it is in the city. That's mm-hmm. where I was like. That that second year when Denzel said that, when I had the beautiful workshop with David Shine, mm-hmm. like, and the city too, yeah. it was just like all of these things. And at the time, and I was in so much love. Mm-hmm. I, I, my best friend now, like, we were in a relationship, and everything was perfect. Mm-hmm. I was doing theater every day. I woke up and I went to class and I did art, art, art. Yeah, art, yeah, yeah. You know, and then I was yeah. surrounded by the beauty of San Francisco. You know, yeah. the reason why they write songs about San Francisco. Right. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's right. And so it was just it was just perfect, man. But I made so many mistakes, and I'm so glad I made them. Yeah. Um, you know, I was thinking, so the director for Heathers is a young woman. Yes. And uh, so there was one rehearsal. I'm thinking about the art of communication, sure. and I've talked about mm-hmm. this, you know, as far as directors are concerned, communicating with actors who may be on different levels. Mm-hmm. And, there, and she had a schedule. She's like, we got to do this, we got to do that, we got to do this. And one actress broke down and cried right. because I guess she was having a moment. Yeah. And the director's like, well, listen, I have the schedule, but let's just put it away Good. and let's talk about what's mm. happening right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a question I have with you, Darrell, as far as uh, a director, do you have to sometimes wear, and I asked this to Don Monique Williams when she was on, different hats? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, all the time, because you, as a director, you're balancing – let's talk film right fast. Sure. Mm-hmm. So as a director, it's my job to know exactly what a DP does. Right. It's my job to know what a gaffer does. It's my right. job to know what an actor does. Sure. Because when I'm on set, yes, my DP is in, is, 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 is in charge of, you know, the technical aspects, and my job is actor. But in order for me to give that person flight, right. I have to know what's right. happening under the umbrella. Mm-hmm. And it's the same way with theater. That's why I appreciate my BFA so much, because we had to learn all kinds of stuff. I directed a thing, it's online, it's called Black Women Talking, mm-hmm. written by Vincent Terrell Durham, and I directed it, and we walked into this stage, this theater, like, what's the um, theater you guys were talking about earlier that's for rent? Oh, the Cowl. And we walked into the Cowl, this place that we had paid money to rent for, right. like, five hours for us to shoot. Right. We walk in, I walk up to the lighting booth, and I do the lights for the thing, and Vincent was like, how did you know how to... I'm like, bro, we learned all this stuff. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. If it's basic, right. then I can right. I can maneuver. Yeah. Right. Um, and so I, I set the lights, and it looks absolutely – even my um, cinematographer was like, I love the lighting plot. Who did that? I was like, me. He was like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know? So, right. like, we, um, but we had to know everything. Yeah. But we have to wear all the hats. Yeah. Um, and you have to – what I've learned, man, in my career, as a director – you have to be relatable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can't just be mm-hmm. a, the boss. a bullet point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But right. have, you, have you dealt with actors, um, whether it be film or 
<clears throat> on the stage where it's like, man, I'm trying to get a point to you, but you're going in a different direction. And how do I pull <laughs> you there without destroying your, you know, your ability to create? Because, you know, you've talked about it before, Norman, where if you slap an actor down, no, that's not right. Ooh. That can kill their creativity. Yes. Um, or I make found them that, dig their heels in. Yeah. It was a beautiful moment that happened. I remember in the Playground LA mm. piece that I, San Francisco piece that I directed um, mm. by Vincent. The actors weren't, um, they were coming to this moment, they were playing it a certain way. Right. Um, but because I had workshopped the piece so many times, it was like I, I knew that this moment, like mm. we were at the, the pinnacle of this moment and it needed right. to be a certain thing. Mm -hmm. So what I had them do was. It was like something in the relationship in the room was off. Right. It was something like they were uncomfortable with each other, but they were in relationship with each other. They mm -hmm. were significant others. Yeah. And I was like, you guys aren't comfortable enough in the room. So what I did, I made them put down the scripts, throw down the scripts. And they were looking at me like, what are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. And they said, so I, I like moved the, the music stand, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And literally, this was like two hours mm -hmm. before the actual reading. Right. And, they, yeah. and, and I, I had them do Meisner on the spot. Yeah. They were like, do you want us to do something on the script? I was like, no, I want you to do this line, say these words, and say this. But they're like, just not the words of the script. I'm like, mm -mm. I want you to say this, and I want you to say this. Right. And I just want you to repeat it to each other. Yeah. And then after doing that, they mm -hmm. were like, oh, we yeah. get it. And it unlocked something in them. Nice. Right? Very nice. You know, but I said that to say, it's easy to say, no, that's wrong. Do it like this. Right. But it's so much, it's so much more... It's it's beautiful when you see when you like kind of guide an actor to mm -hmm. the water. Yeah. You know, like it's just like and that and I think that happens from it's very simple talking and listening. Yeah, mm. yeah, I hear like, you talking and listening, asking yeah. a question. Mm -hmm. Hey, how? Let me ask you this. I see what you're playing. I feel what you're playing. Mm -hmm. um, how are you getting there? What what action are you playing? What right. are you trying? How are you trying to affect this person? Blah blah blah. blah. Mm -hmm. And from that, mm -hmm. then there then a dialogue starts. Right. Nice, you know. So yeah, cool. No, that's that's well, so awesome. And having the tools, having the tools, yeah. Knowing when, oh, this is a good time for that. Because <laughs> right. I know I've walked into various times into a project thinking I know the tool for this, and by the time I sit down in the room with these people, I'm like. We are not going to go there. We're going to do this a different way. Right. As right, exactly. as I wanted to use that tool. Because <clears throat> right. you may have a schedule, but you realize, oh, wait right. a minute, the actors need this or that or the right. other. They need this. But I'm always amazed at directors and their ability to communicate to different types. Because you don't know. You may, have an, right. you may audition an actor, but you don't know who you're getting until right. the rehearsal process. Yeah. Right. And how they work and how they relate to other people. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm always amazed at directors who can communicate to different types of actors mm -hmm. and get different types of performances from them. Yeah, and viscerally, we never know, you know, like I never know how it could be something as simple as, oh, I want you to, on this moment, I want you to stump your foot. Like, it's, it's, I'm trying to create a move, and it's like – since we were talking about earthquakes, I want you to feel like an earthquake is happening. And so I want you to stomp your foot 25 times on the ground. Yeah. And I want you to count them out every single time. Right. Not knowing that that movement yeah. and that release from doing that might trigger something uh -huh. yeah. from their right. childhood. Maybe right. that sound or yeah. something. Right. Yeah. Maybe, it, maybe it was a knock that happened at the door right. from somebody that, like, robbed it. You, know, so, like, you right. never sure. know sure. how this is going to trigger things. Yeah. Right. And I think that's the, like, again, talking and listening, seeing that and say, oh, this is where we are now. We do have to stop. We have to have yeah. this conversation. Yeah. And we have to let that be in the room. Yeah. Because we're all prepped. Well, we, we would, we would like to think that everybody's present. Yeah. But, like, I try to be as present as possible. It's a good point that you made because I'm looking at a poster, Lifetimes 3, mm -hmm. uh, the director, Cecilia Palmtang, and we've had her on the show. Right. She had brought in 
you've called it the Meisner technique. I've always called it communion, mm. where let's say you use a word or even not even a word and just connect with an actor mm. to to get their presence mm, and right. to connect with them. Mm. So Cecilia had the actors do a um, a workshop or sort of a, a movement sort of communion type thing where people were leaning on each other mm. and just mm. we were sort of uh, emulating the Higgs boson. Okay. One actor wasn't in it at all and right. basically just said, listen, this isn't for me. Uh, see you later. Mm-hmm. And he quit. And I found it fascinating. You know, there are some folks who are very present. They will say, listen, I'm going to take whatever the director wants, and I'm going to absorb it, and I'm going to – may, I may be uncomfortable with it, but mm-hmm. I'm just going to go with it. Mm-hmm. Some folks aren't. Right. Some folks are like, listen, this is the way I want to work, and if this is not my thing, then right. the hell with it. Yeah. And that's unfortunate. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's trust. Yeah, that's right. Man, and, the, and the interesting thing is um, – I, I directed the thing you're talking about, Highways. I directed a piece called um, Volume 1 of Post-Racial America. Yeah. And I summoned the help from a few of my colleagues um, who's coming to mind more specifically is Gerard and my other colleague, Nick. Mm-hmm. Um, few. Nick went to Brown. Gerard went to UCSD. These mm-hmm. are my colleagues. We mm-hmm. work right. together. Like, And so we come into a room and we talk about wearing hats. Then all of a sudden... Like we're in, they see me as a director, mm-hmm. not as an actor colleague. Right. And so it makes the work that trust, man. I I had Nick um, doing some things that Nick wasn't. It wasn't in his comfort zone. Sure, like things Gerard was doing, it wasn't in that comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Like and so to see them like take on these tasks and just roll with it because yeah. they trusted me so much. Nice. They know like, yeah. okay, Rondrell's right. a beast. He's not going to have me out here looking like boo-boo the fool. Right. You know, like, right. so, like that trust that they have, you yeah. know, like coming in. That's why I like, I'm not going to say I like always working with actors that I know and trust and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. But it does make the work simple. Yeah. And easy, you know, yeah, right on. Or at least working with people who we speak the same language. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, one thing I forgot to mention that happened while we had our, our break. So I went to see the movie The Last Black Man in San Francisco. Oh. <laughs> oh. And let me tell you the treat that I had, because mm-hmm. uh, I think I was supposed to I don't know if I was supposed to meet with somebody or if I. Had, but in any case, I went to see the movie and. The director and the actors were there. They showed up for a, a, oh, a meet and greet. Wow. Uh-huh. This is at the Metreon. Oh, and okay. I got to speak with the director and uh-huh. some of the actors. Uh-huh. And it just occurred to me with this, with Boots Riley, with um, what, what is it? Uh, um, blind is it blind spotting? Blind spotting. Yes. Blind spotting. Sorry to bother you. Yeah. There's a bit of a renaissance of great film in here era, in the Bay Area, especially in right Oakland. Now. Yes. yes. And I guess the question I have for you, Drell, is both as a filmmaker and also as a actor, how's the Bay Area treating you? Man, it's absolutely beautiful. And I'm glad you said that. I'm actually happiness, right? Yeah. We, we, that's, that's something that we see. Happiness, and I'm huge with peace. Peace, mm. peace. My friends have been, they're like, oh, you're in this peace. But I've, the older I get, the more I seek peace. Mm-hmm. Um, and. The Bay Area is a happy place for me. When yeah. I come up to the Bay, man, like mm-hmm. nothing can happen that's wrong. It can do no wrong. Mm-hmm. It literally, it can't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm thinking about moving back because I know, one, I mean, I love the theater. Yeah. The mm-hmm. theater, the great right. theater up here. I mean, L.A., it's, it's some good theater. Yeah. You know, like, right. um, but in the Bay, it's so, especially right now, so many things great amazing things that's happening i mean we're mm-hmm. opening as you like it yeah um african-american shakes they're doing Macbeth. Yep. yeah like you know carrie just did the fed with uh, you know mm-hmm. like so it's just like all of these beautiful things are happening but yeah. the bear is treating me 
awesome. I mean, I mean, a lot of things I knew. I graduated in '09, mm-hmm. so many things I knew. Different people are in different places now, right. so a lot of people I don't know. Sure. Um, but man, I'm I'm, I'm really considering moving back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're in LA now. Mm-hmm. What drove you to LA? Was it the film? It, yes, it's it's always been film and television, and um, but I wish when I was coming out of grad school. And it, and it wasn't their job. I, I want to say that. I want to preface with that. It wasn't their job um, to say that there were more options. But in our heads, as students coming out, we were under the assumption right. that it was either you go to New York or either you go to L.A. Right. Yeah. No one, right. I wish someone would have said, hey, have you thought about staying in the Bay? Mm. Yeah. Just to have that right. kind of like rolling yeah. around in my brain. I don't think anyone, even, even when you were in, because you, you spent some time in L.A. too, right? Well, Back I when you were down there. So yeah. But, I mean, you didn't know anything about Bay Area Theater when you came here, right? No, not at all. Yeah, me either. No. It, was, it was a surprise to me. So it's a hidden surprise. It's, it's one of those things where you have to come here to discover it. I think it's a problem. It's, it's one of the things that annoys me most about Bay Area Theater yeah. is there's a way where everybody who's making theater acts like they're the only ones <laughs> making legitimate theater. Right, here, right, yeah. And that everybody else is just somebody else over there. Yeah. And the few people that they can't dismiss, they just sort of, well, yeah, that, you know, the playhouse is, yeah, uh, shotgun players, uh, yeah, um, you know. Yeah. But we're doing <laughs> – <laughs> yeah, it'd be nice if you could see yourself as a part of a whole. Yeah. And because and nobody the, does, then nobody coming here gets that vibe. And that's the beautiful. And Norman and I, we were talking about this. That's the beautiful thing about the bay that people just—they don't. Man, we're we're right now. We're sitting in a place. Two theaters that I know. It might be more, but mm-hmm. two theaters have Tony Awards. Mm-hmm. ACT the Theater Works. Um, Bless you to my bro- my brother uh-huh. Jeffrey Lowe right now who's doing language archive. Uh, Mind Troop does too. They do too. Yeah. So the, the, like these people, ha- like we're in a Tony Award. Like right. this is yeah. This is New York. Yeah. Like it's New York right. on the West Coast. And, man. and we've had actors who have won Tonys, like uh, James Iglehart. Yes. Won a Tony. Came from here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And um, Darren lives here. Darren Lindo. Darren has a Tony for oh, um for um not I'm about to say Marini, but not Marini, but um Joe Turner. Ah, he won a Tony for Joe Turner back yeah. in the day, man. Like so, it's like yeah, these people live in the Bay Area; right. they're yes. right here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like you know, I think Rona Siddiqui uh, with Kinky Boots. I think oh, she. Okay. I don't know if she won a Tony, but she's she's Nominated. she's prominent. But there are folks coming out of the Bay, Coleman. making it big. Right, right. These yeah. people. I mean, they they're here. I remember when I was in grad school, man. It was one of the best plays I saw um, at ACT. Charles Randolph Wright um, directed Blood Knot. Oh, um, uh-huh. you guys, Blood Knight with St- the Sage, um, yeah. Stephen Anthony Jones, and Jack Willis. It was oh. a monster. But um, what's her name? She's a Grammy Award-winning um, songwriter and artist. But she mm-hmm. lives in the Bay. Um, Sister Locks. I know who you're talking about. She drew, she was saying uh, Tracy Chapman. Tracy Chapman. Yeah. Oh. Tracy Chapman did the music for that. Oh. Wow. Wow. You see what I'm saying? Like, like yeah. if we just. Put Again, if we weren't so separate, that's right. right. And yeah. we just pulled in together, yeah. man. I yeah. really feel like the bank is to do some things. Yeah, there's so many theater companies, and I'm looking at a poster board full of them who market themselves because right. they think, hey, uh, this is the only way that I can do it. Instead right. of thinking, yeah. marking collaboratively. And oh, I yeah. think uh, you were here, Norm. I was still in Los Angeles, but at the time, but after I graduated in the Bay, this was the first time I I, I kind of came across like people mm-hmm. doing it. But the Magic, mm-hmm. Moran, and ACT, all three of the theaters Theaters. They came oh, right. together yes. and they did. Um, the yep, they did those that trilogy, yeah. and that is what it's about. Yeah, like that, mm-hmm. like to have that. Right. It's just like ah, man, that's really really cool. Because it literally does, and it's something I and I was talking about this recently with somebody. 
Um, I started a small company in Oakland. Mm-hmm. And one of the first things I did was I put together what I called the East Bay Theater Consortium. Mm-hmm. Just a meeting of theater companies to come together and talk. Two things that I know have affected people is I'm like, so when somebody walks through your door to see your play, you ain't getting no more money out of them people. The, you're not going to do another play for at least a couple of months. You, you, they got, you got their money. What else is happening right now that you think is worth talking about? You should put that in your program. You already got these people's money. You ain't getting no more money from them. But when they walk out of your show feeling good about what's happening, mm. and you say, and by the way, there's these other two plays in town you might want to check mm. out, they're going to go see them. Right. That's one. Two, if I'm so special that you hire me to be in your show and everybody loves me and you know the reviews are great and blah, 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 when I'm not doing a show with you, why are you not – and so they do now. Shotgun does it and Central Works does it. Where in their program it says, Central Workers, what are the Central Workers doing now? And every time they do a new show, I get mm-hmm. a little email saying, hey, did you want to put something in the program? And whenever I can remember, I do. Yeah. That's awesome. And, uh, and Shotgun similarly does a thing. This is what our players are doing because that's part of what people are saying. Yeah, you picked a great play and you did a fantastic right. production. But the talent? Right. <laughs> that talent Made your show work. Right. Yep. So even if you don't get them back on your stage, you should be going, pay attention, pay attention. Yeah. And the companies that do it, you don't lose any money by doing that. Because so many patrons want to know. They want to know. I saw that, you that already person got their money. That performance. Where, yeah. where are they? Yeah. Where are they? Yes. Where are they at? Yes. Yes. Like, and it helps market the actors. I mean, if I'm an actor and I know that a company not only will hire me as uh, their star yeah. or, you know, as an right. actor, but they're going to promote me and other yeah. things I'm doing. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go. I want to go back to them. Of course you right. want to go back to them. Now you really do feel part of that as opposed to, well, I got that paycheck and dang, I hope they hire me again sometime. No. Whether they hire you or not, yeah. they're paying attention to what you're doing. Right. Mm-hmm. The audience is paying attention to what you're doing. You start to build community. There you go. I was just about to say that. You took it right out of all community. That's <laughs> yeah. like the commu- like community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Community, community. And that's why we do the yeah. You know, we yeah. promote shows, but we promote people. And, you know, people is what makes it happen. So yeah. that's what it's all about. So um, what uh, the, the last question, because we're running into the one-hour mark. I know, I'm sure you've got some film projects. What projects do you have, you know, in the back burner? Oh, man. I'm actually finishing my short film right now. Um, it's called The Old Saturday. All right. Um, and not to mention, I'm writing something right now. Like live in in the Bay Area to mm-hmm. shoot here while I'm oh, here. Cool. Um, and, but it, I think it's centered it's, 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 it's center around. I'm learning a few things while because the Bay Area. I mean, it's 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 very progressive in mm-hmm. a lot of ways, and I'm learning some things. And I want to I want to be on the front end of those uh-huh, things that uh-huh. I'm learning and go yeah. ahead and get it on wax before people kind of catch on to it. Sure, mm-hmm. sure. Um, so I'm, you gotta I'm get ahead of the puck. Yeah, oh, absolutely, absolutely. Postmodern. Um, so I'm, I'm looking to do a f- do that while I'm here, but I, I'm definitely really, 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 really trying to finish my short film. Mm-hmm. You know, Saturday. It's a beautiful piece. Mm-hmm. I'm about a man who loses his um, he loses the reason for living. Mm-hmm. Um, and in this case, it's his significant other, uh-huh. um, and she passes away while giving birth to their child. So oh, wow. they both pass away. Oh, and so this man he. He does. He mutes himself. Mm-hmm. Um, he goes mute, and his and we watch his friends like try to get him to, to speak, right. and all of these things. We see him just kind of like walk through life, like, yeah, and, and mute. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the piece, um, it's a short film. So at the end of the piece, we see why mm-hmm. he doesn't speak, yeah, because he saves right. his words. Mm-hmm. 
for when he talks to her at the gravesite. Wow, that is awesome. I want to link to that. We'll we'll link that. I, you may not even be finished with it, but we you know we definitely want to promote that. Absolutely. Oh, that sounds Absolutely. fantastic. All righty. Uh, shout outs. Birthdays. Birthdays. It's been a while. Oh my gosh. So I feel embarrassed because you asked me the last time we got together, <laughs> what's up with the uh, the counting actors? Oh yeah. And they're on hiatus okay. as of December. Hmm. She did eleven hundred and eleven. Yeah. Is Valerie okay? I mean, Valerie's fine. She yeah. said after seven and a half years of doing this project. She thinks it's time to take a break and reevaluate what to do with it and what to do next. Yeah. And it's been a fascinating project because anybody could any show that was around you could you could mention your show, you could mention somebody else's show. Mm. They just wanted to count what was the gender mm. balance in mm. it. And that's changed significantly since that happened. So um, so we won't get that. Okay. That's gone. <laughs> it's, all, it's all right. Um, but I do have birthdays. Where are, where's my list? There I mean, it is. There we go. Um, so, uh, and we, we kind of reach back with folks too. So, uh, Jessica Wodinski birthday today, um, uh, somebody I went to high school with, she now runs technical program at UCLA. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Kind of cool. Um, we, but she was, and she was, it's funny. She's a year or two younger than me before. I think I was a sophomore. She was already kind of taking over the tech program in my high school. And by the time I was graduating, she ran it. So, mm-hmm. You know, somebody who just stayed in the life, which is kind of amazing. Lance Roger Axt uh, does a lot of um, radio plays and, and that sort of stuff. Um, somebody I went to college with. Uh, Gwyn Loeb. Gwynnie. Gwynnie. Right. Tomorrow, our opening day is Gwyn's birthday, so that's going to be fun. Uh, Stephanie Hunt, and I get to do get to do scenes with Gwyn, so I'm very happy about that. Uh, Stephanie Hunt is one of the ladies of Word for Word. And uh, mm. she also teaches at, I think, USF. Um, Michael Dorado. <laughs> yeah, there we go. I was stealing that one from you. And, by the, and uh, Mike's, we want to give condolences to Mike's dad who passed we away. Totally mm. do, yes. When we did uh, Four Men in Paris, a play that I wrote, uh, Michael played um, um, Sartre. Sartre. Yeah. And Sartre. Um, his father, Michael's father, was sick at the time. Right. Luckily, he survived. I think it was a stroke, and uh, he survived, but Michael was... I'm just glad his father doesn't have to suffer anymore. So it was it was beautiful to watch because he kept sharing that on Facebook as they would go visit and when things were getting better and then yeah even pic- even pictures of his dad you know yeah. smiling with the family mm. it so. was it was amazing so Michael's birthday is coming up Tom Kokinius and I'm Ooh. probably massacring his five names times. but yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's um, <laughs> he's an older actor who came to acting as an older gent and um, he's been working around the bay fantastic. Um, Ronnie Washington, who was my mentor at San Francisco State and was has been an amazing actor. And I got to direct him last year. <laughs> I was That's so cool. happy. Uh, Playground, one of their full production pieces as part of the festival. Okay. Yeah. Um, got to direct Ronnie and Scapegoat. That was a lot of fun. Wade Reed, um, who I went to high school with. And I don't think he does theater anymore, but his birthday's coming up. Michael Moran is the um, artistic director of Ubuntu Company. His birthday is coming up this week. And Jennifer King, um, and it's funny, I think when I first heard about Jennifer King, she was doing shows in the South Bay. Now she does shows in the North Bay, and she directs all over. So those are the birthdays I have. All right. You know, someone posted on Facebook, usually I would do birthdays, but uh, you had had asked people to to let us know if they're doing shows. shows. And there's a guy named Lance Roger Axe. That's him. His birthday's coming up. Oh, there you go. 
He, uh, I guess there's a thing called Audio Comics Redux. Yeah. And I'm not sure if it's a play or if it's – it sounds like it's a just strictly an audio video thing. But we'll put a link to it. In a far-flung and very alternate future, Captain Galatia 9 and crew of the Harpy on a mission. It sounds like it's a science fiction thing. So – and I think it's a video. So in any case, yeah. Yeah, he's done a lot of that. Like I said, radio dramas but a lot of other stuff. And uh, they've done live shows and – there's a festival somewhere in America where they actually come together with a bunch of this stuff. Oh wow! Okay. Pretty so in any case, we will we'll put a link to that because we want to promote you know shows and thank you Lance for letting us know. Um, today's birthday, Irene Almario. She is a director and one of the co-founders of Bindlestiff Studio, mm. and she does fantastic work. I've been dying to get her on. One of these days, we'll get her and her sister Andrea on. Really, the Almario family is just wonderful, and I'm always fascinated with families who are involved in theater. We always hear about the lone wolf mm-hmm. whose who family members are like, oh, my God, you're in theater, you know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, when you have a family who's involved in theater, yeah, exactly, Drell, you're raising your hand. <laughs> I didn't even ask how your parents feel about all this or, you know. Uh, right. I mean, my mom, she's, she's still about it. My dad hits me up every day talking about how proud he is. Right on. Oh. Um, but I am the lone wolf in the family, man. Yeah. I, I just happen to come from a family of singers, so they understand. Yeah, well, same here. My dad, um, there's a picture of him in the 70s. He had his mm. own group. He wanted to be, you know, one of the, you know, newer, you know, the, the group models and so that the Delphonics and the stylistics and, and all those things. And I used to write for him. And he thought I would be a singer, too. I still sing. I, I'm involved in musicals. But oh, give him a piano bar. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I, got him, I did. I got him to the alley. <laughs> yeah. So in any case, uh, yeah, the lone wolves. But I'm always fascinated to hear about family. So we've had the Capozzi's on, and we'll have uh, another. There's another sister who um, – oh who is uh, active in in theater, um, Sheila, oh, shucks, what is her last name? Sheila and Denise. But in any case, we'll have her, them on. But mm-hmm. in any case, Andrea and uh, Arene, her birthday is today. Mm-hmm. Um, they uh, We want to celebrate and, uh, Arene's birthday. Uh, on So you talk Gwen Loeb, also Michael Dorado. Uh, on Thursday, Shannon Malden, and Ooh. we had Shannon, Shannon oh, on. Remember, okay. she was the uh, young chick who, um, uh, basketball player, oh, as well yeah, as yeah, actress. Yes. Mm. Yes. And I oh. got her connected with um, uh, the Exit Theater, and she did The Twilight Zone. Oh, sweet. So she w- worked with uh, Scott Munson mm-hmm. and also um, Craig Souza. Uh, to doing the Squatted Zone thing, so that's fantastic. And that's one of the great things about the Yay. Mm-hmm. You come on, all of a sudden, you know, you connect with other individuals, and someone's like, well, I've got a writing thing. I was like, oh, well, right. we interviewed someone who's a director who's looking right. for some writing projects. Oh, so that's awesome. It's a nice little connection. I actually want to throw one in there, too, sure. man, um, because she would kill me if I didn't. Yeah. My sister just celebrated her birthday. Right on. Yeah. My sister's birthday's coming up in a couple of days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gotta get that in. That was a key. Happy birthday. Love. Yeah, and my late mom, uh, her birthday would have been uh, June the 28th. So, mm. uh, cancer. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Right, I know. All these jokes are the going around about cancers right now, and I'm like, oh, that's what you mean. <laughs> I don't know how you're joking about yeah. cancer. Shows. Um, well, there's this great Shakespeare play that's about to happen. And in fact, we're last preview tonight. Yes. Um, and tomorrow is our official opening, Free Shakespeare in the Park. We are in Pleasanton for a couple more weeks, yes, yes, and then yes. we'll be moving to Cupertino. Eventually, we'll ring the bay and make our way back to San Francisco. But weekends for the rest of the summer, that's happening. Right on. You like it. Um, there's a Fahrenheit 451, and I can't remember why I know more about it. But oh, yeah, I, I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm always, you know, I'm, 
Ray Bradbury nut grew up on. Mm-hmm. It's some funny, not so much Ray Bradbury, but Ray yeah. Bradbury inspired stuff. Yeah, there's Ooh. a uh, there's a black guy in it, right? Who's the lead actor? I don't uh, know if it's Dorian Lockett. Uh, I don't know. Oh, that means they got money if it's Dorian. <laughs> Um, at uh, Piano Fight, holy shit, that was scary, part two. Okay, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I have to put that out because uh, Anthony Miller, who has been hitting us up a lot for mm-hmm. stuff, um, is there. And then at what, Laval's, I have the Witch Hunt. Mm. Don't know anything about I that. I don't know. It's at Laval's Subterranean Theater. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the other one I want to, I'll look up if you've got some other shows, is uh-huh. um, I want to make sure we put a shout out for Scott and... Um, Madeline and uh, there are three Bay Area playwrights who just got uh, p- picked up for a festival. Oh, nice! So I'll look that up while you're. Looking yeah, I only have two. Um, a good friends of mine, um, Steve McLeod and also Paul Plant, are in Hairspray, which is uh, at the uh, Victorian Theater. Uh, these fo- were folks who I acted with when we did uh, Women on the Verge, mm. and they were rehearsing while we were doing Women on the Verge. And so Hairspray is up. Ooh, and what's that? Hairspray, that's at the Victorian Theater where usually oh, Ray of Light is yeah. at. And uh, let me find out when they end. I'm trying to – let's see. Hold on for a second. Mm-hmm. It ends – looks like August – is that July the 11th? No, no, no. Okay. 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 20. August the 11th. It ends August the 11th. So, okay, so it's, it's a nice run. Yeah. Uh, it looks like it opened on July the 4th. And it's such a great musical. Yeah, it's a fantastic musical. Yeah. surprising. And of, yeah. And, of course, I want to promote the play that I'm involved in, which is uh, Heather's. Awesome. Which is at the Cowell Theater, and that runs uh, – we had our opening night last night, and we run until next Sunday. Oh, wow. That so will be the 14th. Run. Very short run. So they're packing a lot in. Um, if, if you want to go to a matinee uh, Sunday, they have matinees at 2 as well as the evening show at uh, 8. I so check that out. I have that too. Yeah, go for it. Um, two plays, actually. Um, good for my – well, outside of the play that I'm in, of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but a good friend of mine, Jeffrey Lowe, is directing The Language Archive. Right. Um, it opens on oh. next Saturday, mm-hmm. which is going to be absolutely amazing. It stars someone else from ACT, Joe Marr, uh-huh. um, which is great, great, great. And a play that I've been workshopping in L.A. is up here playing as well. It's called Polar Bears, Black Boys, and Prairie Fringed Orchids. Wow. Um, um, It's playing at the Stanford Repertory Theater. And um, it's an amazing play from an amazing playwright, Vincent Terrell Durham, Uh who is, he's, I mean, he's one of the best I've come across in the last decade. Nice, nice. So if you can, check it out. Check yeah, it out, check it out. Run to go see theater. Theater needs you. That's right. Did you have anything? I found, and I was wrong. It wasn't uh, Scott Munson. It was Vaughn Scott Bear. Vaughn Scott Bear. Right Lorraine, on. We, we had him. Lorraine Middenick uh-huh. and um, Madeline Puccini. Yeah, um, are three playwrights who've been their plays have been selected for the Paper Wing Theater Company's Six Plays to Sunday Reading Series. Nice. So, now we've we've had Vaughn Scott Bear on. He's right. fam- he's he's his specialty is working on. What I would call uh, post-Cold War mm. um, dramas, which are based on – I mean, it's almost like a um, – not a documentary, but he, he focuses on history. Mm. And he basically dramatizes the history, and usually about um, those who have survived uh, Nazi Germany. Um, he's he's written a couple of one-act plays, and I've been a part of readings where he's focused on um, uh, Jews who have survived the Holocaust, mm. that sort of stuff. And he, he's absolutely fantastic, so you got to check that out. So I linked you to that. So you awesome. That's fantastic. 
Rondrell, did you have a good time, man? Man, I had a blast, man. Yeah, thank good, you so much. Hanging out with my brothers. Right on, oh, right absolutely. on. And he came to the fourth too. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Oh I thought yeah. You were going to come. Well, yeah. Hey, I was zonked out. I mean, after the uh, hey, we, we, we had ladies. <laughs> man. Oh man, I missed it. I missed it. Yeah, we had fireworks. <laughs> oh, we had crazy we had fireworks. fireworks. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't ask how Mara's doing. How is she doing? She's doing well. She was hungover yesterday. Oh, <laughs> I they even played. They even jammed for a little bit at one point. They, oh. they it was a nice party. It was a really yeah, good man. party. So okay. she's recovered. She woke yeah. up this morning all, I'm better. I'm like, okay, good. <laughs> yesterday she was dragging around. Oh, what a shame. Yeah, well, no, well, the fun. summer's young, so have another one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. We'll get I'll together. Labor we'll get Day. Again. I mean, the big challenge of it yeah. is, well, one, we'll be performing Labor Day. Yeah. But um, also when she has gigs, so typically what we do on what would be a three-day weekend is yeah. We'll pick a day that she doesn't have a gig, so it isn't always the holiday, which makes it a little easier for the folks right. to come out. Right, yeah. right, right, man. All right. Well, make sure you send me a link to uh, the the the, the other thing. thing. Absolutely. 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 All right. Well, here's my blurb. You can find the Yay on the Apple Podcast app on all iPhones and iPads, really any app that you listen to. A podcast. Uh, you can find us. Of course, you're listening to it now, but tell your friends. Um, if you're an old schooler like me, I don't know if any, any millennials are using desktops or laptops anymore, <laughs> but you can go on iTunes and search for the A. You'll find us. Just go click on the iTunes app. There's a search engine on the upper right-hand side. Click on that. Search for the A. You'll find us. Uh, for Android users, go on this. You can download the SoundCloud app or just yeah. go on SoundCloud.com, and you'll find us. The Yay was created by theater people for theater people. If you have a show you want to advertise, if you just want to advertise yourself, let us know. Hit us up. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram. You can find me at Red Space Clay. I'm at Who's Your Hoosier. And I'm at Anonymous Drell. Anonymous Drell. And we'll put a link to that. And we got to find a better sign-off. And we are out.